0: pretty awesome
1: yeah let's uh let's get things rolling I'm super excited to be here and sit down and talk with you today because uh, this is the first t- time in a long t- time I've gotten to record an episode of the captain's log uh, this is episode 13 for those yeah. of you out there who do not know yet um, yes we've had twelve previous episodes of this and technically we've had even more before that um, but We'll get into it a little bit uh, down the road, but uh, the guy that I was podcasting with uh, stepped down a a couple of months ago, and that's why we stopped making this. But I am here with Eric Mannix to uh, hopefully start up some new adventures with the Captain's Log here. Oh,
0: we're going to get into some shenanigans. Yeah. For sure. For sure
1: yeah um so to kind of give you guys an idea of what this podcast will be this is kind of our off-topic show uh, this is where we can just kind of come at the end of each week or at the start or whenever we d- decide to actually make this we're working on a set t- time but this will be our thing where we can just come and hang out and chat and share stories and make fun of each other and stuff like that so
0: yeah i'll be honest this is kind of my favorite um format too just because i am a chaotic mess and um, <laughs> if you ever listen to my old show out of the fridge i mean you know i read all the books and whatever but i was always horrible at like taking notes and so often yeah. <laughs> my input was random dad jokes and non sequiturs <laughs> and like occasionally a gem would slip in there but uh often it was just total fucking bullshit because i'm just yeah, a garbage person. So this is uh, the Captain's Aug is perfect for me and what I do, which is just random nonsense.
1: Yeah. Uh, if you guys are not watching this live, you totally should be. Uh, we are live right now on Twitch.tv slash the whatnots. Um, if you guys are catching this a week later on YouTube or iTunes, that is a-okay as well. Uh, sound off in the comments or something. Um, but, but yeah, if you missed the live stream, you'll have to join us next time. We will be letting you guys know on Twitter when that will be happening. But yeah, man, I'm, I'm, I've kind of come to ap- ap- appreciate this kind of show, like as as I've continued podcasting, where you, there there is no set topic, there there is no you, we we have a book to talk about or something. Um, yeah. Just one where we, you can come and hang out it is totally fu- totally fun. So, uh
0: so I since you have a successful show, I'm sure you get you get asked um I know I certainly do. People want to know uh you know how how do you get the word out there, man? How do you get people to listen to your show and, and you know, how do how do you keep people engaged? In uh, that's kind of a hard question to answer, but one thing that I I give anyone that asks me for podcasting advice is simply be yourself and do not shy away from doing so it sounds like a simple thing but i know i've stopped listening to shows when they were so on topic so on brand that like the minute they would start to digress and actually get into a really interesting conversation they would like steer it right back you know what i mean and like, yeah. um I, I mean, I, and I get, you know, if you, like, I've listened to, like, X-Men podcasts, for example, where they, sp- they spent the whole time talking about Gossip girls. So, I mean, I get at a certain <laughs> point, you know, you, you, you're you you're there for a certain thing. I mean, like, so, so I understand that. But I guess there's, like, a balance to me where um, any show that I continue listening to, it's because I like the hosts more than yeah. even the content itself. And that's just me personally. Your mileage may vary. but um, So I think a show like The Captain's Log, it was one that, as a fan of the whatnots, I was always, you know... One of the ones I look forward to the most, you know of course I liked all the episodes, but where it was just you know you and Paul getting to be yourselves and so I'm definitely excited to um, to be a part of it.
1: yeah, sweet it'll be fun it'll be fun um I, I I I do I don't know how many of like this type of show you listen to, but I've recently started to get into like the 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 rooster teeth podcast and a couple of their shows. Uh, as well as achievement hunters. I still need to check them out. But... Off, off, yeah. off topic. Uh, it's it's a lot of f- fun. It it's it just like, it's, especially with achievement hunters, their whole thing is video games and stuff. And then they have this one where yeah. they, they can just kind of come and tr- and tr- and tr- and drink, and you actually get to know like who they are and stuff like that. So I'm I'm excited for this because I've always listened to to your podcasts and stuff. And you, you kind of had that thing where if you listen to a show long enough, you you, you kind of know them. Like you know the host, you know their stories oh, yeah. and, and and stuff that that they yeah. that they share. Uh, but I've like there's been very few times where I've actually gotten to talk to you. Um,
0: uh, I know on Out of the Fridge from the very beginning. I mean, we were and they still are, you know, very passionate about comic books that's the whole reason you know we started the show Mm -hmm. um but i know i was a big advocate from the beginning of uh we have to put ourselves in there we have to put ourselves in the show you know it has because any anyone can do it anyone can do it and that doesn't mean they have the expertise that we have but some people don't give a shit you know yeah um anyone can review a book can do a summary whatever and uh we need to flush into it you know why am I covering it? And so that it was always important to me that, like, well, who am I? I'm a guy that works at a comic book store. I think if you're a geek, you would probably find that interesting. And so when I'm talking about a book, I'm not just talking about what I think of the art and the story and even like the political and kind of social themes. I also try would try to throw in like, oh, well, this is a book yeah. that I like to recommend at work, you know, for like you know kids or whatever. And like I've noticed a strong response. Um, I tried to always throw, you know. My my personal you know relevance with whatever the subject matter was, and people did seem to respond to it pretty strongly. Yeah, um, for And sure. yeah, we've met a lot of really cool people, you know, going to cons and, and doing whatever. And and there was this like cool sense of like you were friends with these people. That's why like I did my first episode with Belinda of uh, Indie Focus Pod mm-hmm. uh, the other day, and, uh, and she was like, well, I'm like on the Show, doc. and I'm Dot like, com. yeah. Um, But to me, I was like, well, I I never referred to listeners of the show as fans, and I never will, because that, to me, that takes a passive role, you know, where, like, I always, I always said friends of the show, so, like, anyone that listened to Out of the Fridge was a friend of the show. Um, It it wanted, I always wanted it to be uh, an active dialogue, like, I want feedback, I want your story, and we've read people's stories on the air and things like that when they've you know been comfortable sharing you know emails with us and things like that and um yeah and that's what I love you know moving forward you know with with the whatnots the fact that you know we're live streaming people can ask questions people can actually like interact with us live I've always been a lot more excited about an actual dialogue going on I'm totally uninterested in like oh this is me pay attention to me and then just like shower me (laughs) with praise or whatever that's not interesting to me at all
1: Yeah, Um, so you you mentioned uh, you work at a comic book store. Um, I I'm kind of curious as to what that what what your experience has has been like working at a shop.
0: Um, it's been really awesome, man. I so I work at a shop called uh, Gabby's Olympic Cards and Comics. Uh It's in Lacey, Washington. If you're not familiar with the Pacific Northwest, um, Olympia is the capital of Washington State. It's not a terribly large city. There's like 40,000 people or something. Uh, Lacey... There's three cities: Lacey, Olympia, and Tumwater, that are essentially all like one giant mega city. Like the borders all bleed together. Um, so I technically live in Lacey, <laughs> and the shop that I work at um, is also in Lacey. But I I just tell people I live in Olympia because it's a lot easier. More more people have heard of Olympia than than Lacey. Sure, Although people yeah. from out of town always think, "Oh, Seattle, Seattle's the only place." I'm like, "Well, Seattle's an hour away from me, um, so it's not like super close or anything." <laughs> Uh, but the shop I work at, yeah, it's, it's actually the largest um, on the west coast, uh, oh, nice. which, according to our Diamond rep, and Diamond, Diamond is the people that, you know, you, you buy new comics from. And um, you so also I hate if you're would, a, a comic
1: book well. worker too. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, the, ba- the bane <laughs> of your existence if you work at a comic book store. But uh, you know, my, my boss, Gabby is really awesome, she's a wonderful human being, she's uh, run the business for over uh, 25 years. Um, i've worked there for almost seven this october will be uh, seven years when awesome. i started at the shop um, my oldest caitlin was like four months old and she just turned seven so just to show you how long i've you know worked there um, it's a trip you know i used to have this really dumb uh, this dumb opinion of work i guess just in general that like i couldn't work at a job if i liked the field it was in so like for example I play guitar and uh, and I love music and uh, my favorite music store, uh, Music 6000 in town. They were hiring years ago and I refused to apply there. Um, and, you know what, I knew I had a good chance. I knew what I knew my stuff, but like... I was like I can't work there because I, well, I was like I can't work there because I love it. And if I work there, I'll hate it.
1: Because at that point, I like... hated every job. Scared to like oh no, I actually secretly hate this and it's the worst and it's ruined well... my love of guitar
0: yeah I guess <laughs> I, it was just I don't know I guess I I felt that at the time that I was I would associate any it be fair okay like I was a care provider for a long time the first real job I had I was a paper boy um, I was a dishwasher in high school. So I mean, I had some like very labor-intensive, very low-paying, pretty high-stress, and just pretty awful jobs. And so, mm-hmm. and you know, like I associated, you know, those particular restaurants, those particular fields with that work. Uh, and so that was always the fear. It was like, oh well, uh, I'll never want to go into the music store. You know, even years later, if I had worked there. Um, I'll just hate yeah. it, um, which is really stupid, of course, now, because, you know, I've worked at the shop for years now, and I love it, and it's great, and, uh, you know, I I go in in my time off, and I buy my comics and, and hang out, and uh, so it seems silly now, but that was, you know, my mindset before <laughs> before working there, uh, and just <laughs> as a fan of comics, it is really interesting uh, seeing, seeing how the sausage is made, kind of, like, being there... When the comics are delivered and and put up on the shelf and prepared and it just uh, cool stuff like that and and even just seeing like because we order comics like two months in advance uh, of when they come out and just all the interesting sure. stuff that's probably not interesting to most people but I'm business I have a handful of hobbies and when I, when I get into something I get like really into it so I like I find it fascinating like how like the retail system works and how comics are ordered and and all that kind of stuff so to me i just have a deeper appreciation of comics now and going hand in hand with that you know going to like comic cons and like meeting these creators and seeing that they are actual real people and then realizing how many of them have like day jobs and do it on the side you know when you're a kid i'm ever thinking like oh, these guys work in like the marvel office and and i think back in the day there was more truth to that than there's these days where like there'd actually be people on staff that would like hang out in a big corporate office building all day and that was always like in my mind as a child (laughs) you'd have like oh yeah jack kirby's sitting in some like high-rise somewhere right now like drawing pages and like stanley's like running in and like hey kid let's get this book out on time and like when really it's a lot of people working at home you know and nowadays it's a you know email back and forth and that kind of thing but you know that was always my my super simplified version of it as a kid so it's uh it's just been really cool honestly because it's all kind of gone hand in hand it's like working at the shop getting to know kelly and Allison, and and andrew joining out of the fridge doing cons it's like just deepened my yeah appreciation for um just the comics industry in general and how comics uh, are made so it's been it's been really cool um i've been doing it for a long time and it's fun it's good times. It's good times. It's not a bad way to to earn a living, you know. Talking about Captain America all day for sure.
1: <laughs> so we have a question from the chat, uh, S- Sam. Oh, uh, Is is in the the chat hanging out with us? And they want to know who or what is Bobby Krogan? Where did you get that 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 nickname? Twitter <laughs> uh, <that's>, handle.
0: <laughs> I yeah, that's a good question. Um, thank you, Sam. So. My best friend Alan, many years ago, this is back when i even when I still had hair, it was that long ago. Um, he bought um the Smashing Pumpkins greatest hits, and there was a picture of Billy Corgan with really long hair around the time of their first album, Gish. Mm-hmm. and I had really long hair at the time. and he was like, "Dude, like you look like Billy Corgan, but you're like the broke version. You're like Bobby Crogan, right?" And so that was the joke was that I was a, bo- a broke ass Billy Cor- Corgan because I play guitar, but he's a lot better than I am. And um, there you go. He's <laughs> I'm six foot, and I think he's he's like six six or something. Billy Corgan is a giant. He's a huge, huge Damn. man. Damn. Um, but that's how it started. Was that like Bobby Corgan was like it was like how there's Doctor Thunder instead of Doctor Pepper or something. Mm-hmm. That was like I was the off brand version. Um, <laughs> so that's where that came from, and it it's just a dumb nickname that stuck. Um, I will say my favorite thing about it is, uh, you know, all my all my friends call me Eric. Everyone that knows me from work calls me Manix, which is my last name. Yeah. So I always know who knows me from work and who knows me from my personal life. But Wait, I know I who, knows who knows me from Twitter knows you because
1: from the podcast <laughs> too. Yeah, I, I, everyone I'll,
0: from the podcast knows calls, knows me Mannix, I'll too. Call That's call true. You yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Anyone from from podcasting as well. In podcasting land, I'm I'm most most known as Manix, uh, which is fine. But, yeah, on social media, a lot of the time, whether it's on my, my Instagram or my Twitter, when I get DMs from people trying like, to sell hey, me something or have me hype their book or whatever, it's always, hey, Bobby. I'm like, fucking name isn't Bobby. Damn it. It always – it cracks me up. I, I do find it funny. So it's good for profiling <laughs> purposes, too. If you call me Bobby, I know that you don't know me.
1: <laughs> yeah. Oh, I've, I've definitely done it, too, Like, well, I'll, where, where I'll be like – even talking uh, like about your your shows like to someone else like oh yeah and then Bobby said this I'm like God damn it that's not his name. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's all good. I mean I've been called worse. I really yeah I'd rather be called Bobby than you know son of a bitch or something. So it's whatever. <laughs>
1: yeah. It's not a it's true. not
0: a bad nickname as far as nicknames go.
1: For sure. I I don't think I I ever really had any nicknames growing up. I was always that, that kid who just, like, I I fit in with everyone, and so I kind of floated from, like, garoop to garoop, so everyone knew me, but they didn't know me enough to, like, oh, you're, you know, we'll make up this nickname for you. Just like, oh, there's Kyle.
0: <laughs> yeah, the nickname thing is a double-edged sword, because you always think yeah. you're going to get a badass nickname, like, yo, Dog. everyone calls me Ninja. But it's usually like, you know, you, you fart in the cafeteria one day and you're like Toot Boy for like 12 years or something. <laughs> That's usually how nicknames work. It's like, you get some fucking horrible nickname that you hate. So at least, uh... Hey there, Toot know, Boy! How's it yeah, going, like, Toot Boy? well <laughs> like, Bobby, Bobby Krogan's a funny one because, yeah, it's... People actually often, I think they just assume it's my real name. It's only yeah. people that realize that it's similar enough to Bobby, Cro- yeah, to Billy Corgan that that, that do it. I think because yeah, most people are like, oh, your name's Bobby. That's fine. That's weird. Um, so yeah, it always it always cracks me up. When I was a kid, my nickname was Hugo because my uh, my best friend Joey, who's Mexican American, his uh, one of the kids at his mom's daycare. Uh, walked up to me one day and was like oh you guys twins which you know of course we thought was hilarious because I'm like the whitest dude on the planet, like I'm so milky. You and and me both. Uh, <laughs> while we are both beautiful, handsome men, like our you know our skin tones are, are nothing alike. Like Joey can tan, and well, I'm a melanoma survivor. So yeah, we uh we uh, have different relationships with the sun. But uh, from that day, that was like in high early high school. So yeah, earlier than the Bobby Krogan days, that was Hugo the evil twin, which was a riff on the The Simpsons, one of the Treehouse of Horrors where Bart had an evil twin they kept in the attic. <laughs>
1: So, that's funny. I
0: also, so I guess I also like Bobby Krogan better than Hugo the Evil Twin, I guess.
1: <laughs> Hugo just makes me think of Lost. <laughs> like, that's yeah, what I, I Yeah, yeah, I was name.
0: thinking uh, Yeah, the, the, the big dude, yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so I, one of the things I, I kind of wanted to get into and talk about some is our, our history with podcasting and stuff like that, and like how how we got into it, why we do it, what our philosophy kind of is behind it, uh, and stuff like that, um, because recently, you and I were kind of in, not the same, but similar boats, uh, and that's kind of how we are here today, uh, my, my co-host stepped down, um, and you stepped down from your, your, your shows, um, and so we're both like, yep. hey, do you want to, like, team up and join forces? <laughs> um. Yeah, I'm not going to lie. The, the minute
0: I saw that Paul had left, my first thing was, oh, man, that sucks. Uh, and then I was also like, oh, I guess I'm not surprised. Like, Paul, I love him to death. But he, as a listener of the show, I was like, man, I don't know. He, it felt like he wasn't as into it the last, you know, couple times. But uh, then, very selfishly, I wrote you right away. I was like, hey, man, I mean, I'm not trying to be too presumptuous <laughs> here, but uh, if you ever needed help on the show, I mean, I would love to do it. I mean, I, I, I didn't know if you'd actually say yes, but I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll throw that out yeah. there just to just to see. Yep. Just because I was a big fan of the whatnots, of course.
1: Paul is a fantastic guy, and if he's listening to, to this, yeah, I love him to death, but he knows we, oh, we were left. very opposite people I mean, we we, we both our kids, and we both were into like comics and stuff. Me, more so like as a writer. He, him, more just like I, I, I like the the like like being around it, like I I, I, I like that yeah. kind of like pop culture stuff, um, and so that was kind of one of our ex, ex- excuses to like start podcasting like well why don't we just explore that stuff like I can show you some good comics and things like that and we're like yeah sure sweet um, and uh, like for for us specifically we were throwing ideas against the wall uh, to see what stuck um, in fact uh, one of the the first ideas we had was to take some kind of like topic or question within like comic book, uh, video game, nerd, kind of fandom stuff, and kind of like some some topic where we can kind of argue different sides and and have that be the yeah. th- the, the show. Um, and so we we did a couple like t- t- test a- episodes and the first one we did was, uh, can zombies die of natural causes? Like,
0: oh, they just like fall apart. <laughs> yeah, can they just like
1: decay into nothingness? Like, if if we, uh, yeah, if if they just don't eat, like, will they just sit there and chill, or will they, you know will they decompose into nothing? Um, and so we had That's that a good question, and then we had one. We had an. Episode on Alfred Pennyworth and who Alfred Pennyworth was, and if like if we could pitch a a a comic um, that was all about Alfred Pennyworth, Bat, Bat, Batman's butler, uh, like what would that be? Because um, we we found out something, and we we're like, dude, he's actually really fascinating. Like he's a really cool
0: character. Um, yeah, yeah, Alfred. Depending on what area you're talking, he was, like, what? Like, a soldier and, like, a field surgeon. And, like, auto- yeah. like a, I think he was a secret. I think he was a spy at one point. Yeah. Like, Alfred has all these, like, secret pimp skills that, like, you just never knew yeah, about. And it's, like, had he's, like, no idea. Deep, like even more what? trained than Batman.
1: <laughs> yeah. And so... Yeah, Alfred's the best. We we found that super fast fascinating. Um, but one of the things we were, like, start, starting, I was like, what if we do cold... Opens like they like, uh, like, like, J- like, J- J- like Jay and Miles do, you know. So, something yeah. that's just really outlandish and stupid, uh, you know, and just have this like, wait a minute, what like that makes no sense, you know. Um, but we, we e- eventually landed on, uh, what is now the Whatnots review show, um, and at the time we were calling it the Whatnots podcast. Um, but that was very much inspired by what you guys were doing, uh, on out of the, on out of the fridge. Um, actually, actually, that's a huge honor, man. I found you guys through view from the Gutters, Uh, and so I I was listening to both of them. Um, but it wasn't until I kind of started listening to your guys' show that I was like, you know what? These guys, like, aren't famous. Like, these guys don't have, like, uh, like a, a super, like, you, you know, they don't have a super big show. I mean, your guys' show was fairly popular, but still, like, it's not, like, an NPR, you know, level show and stuff like that. It didn't have that kind of, like, backing or, or stuff like that. Like, it, it wasn't oh, yeah, yeah. Un, until I realized that that I was like, I can kind of do that too. Like, I don't have to be some kind of big famous person. I can just, it, it can just be me and Paul discussing what we thought of this book or, the, you know, this movie or this TV show. Um, and I, I, I had always yeah. wanted to collaborate with you, but I didn't know how to broach the topic. Cause I was always worried you guys would be like, "Well, you guys kind of do the same thing that we do," and so that's kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> so, I, in 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 the back well, of my mind, I, 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 I
0: always got asked, "Yeah,
1: yeah." In, 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 in it was the, always
0: like a scheduling thing before.
1: <laughs> yeah, in in the back of my mind, it was like, "I hope they don't feel like we're stepping on their toes." And, you know, like, oh, no, s- stealing no, no, their never. mojo and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, so, yeah, th- that's why I was like, what if we just do more than comics? Like, what if we have, like, uh, manga and movies and TV shows and stuff like that? Um, and we were like, yeah, sure. Yeah. That works. Well, that's... That's our own thing. Uh, so.
0: That's a huge honor, first of all. And, yeah, uh I was never competitive. Uh, I never have been. Um, it's just not how I view life just in general, you know, like to me, it's not, it's like not a competition. Uh, When I was on Out of the Fridge, I mean, I was always very serious about like the numbers. It was very important to me to know like how many, you know, people had listened to an episode and to track the growth. I always wanted to feel like we were, you know, growing and and getting, even if it was like a trickle, you know, but that was just, that was just for me just to feel like we were going somewhere not just being stagnant you know and the show did have very slow but steady growth over time like we never really had like big spikes where you know suddenly like 100 more people would listen but it might be like you know five people listened the next week and then the next week and the next week kind of thing yeah um and to me that was always enough and so like when i discovered you know your show via via twitter you know i was just excited and i started listening in uh right away um and I've always enjoyed talking shop, and so, you know, I liked that I, you know, had some other podcasting friends, basically. Yeah, um, yeah it's, to me, it was more of a camaraderie thing, man. I've, I've never been, like, super, like, you know, we got in competitions and things, you know, with, like, other local podcasts. Sure. And to be like, oh, you know, vote for this best of And certainly, you know, I mean, I wanted to win, but I never And you guys looked at the other shows and, quite and a know, few were like, oh, times. I'm better than them. I never viewed it that way. <laughs> You know, it, it, the way I viewed it was like, even if we place at all, it, it's free advertising for us and more people listen to the show. It was always how sure. no, I, I viewed it, you know. And so, yeah, yeah, that's as far as I guess how I got into it in the first place. It, it was viewed from the gutters. Um, see, it was it was uh, Cade, Toby, Cade, Toby, Joe and uh, Andrew all came into the shop. Uh, when I was working one day, and unbeknownst to me, Andrew had Andrew had already told them that I was going to be a host on the show, like because <laughs> yeah, it was yeah. Andrew's show. Um, I didn't know this um, at the time. The rest of them, Andrew went off to read a book or do whatever he was doing. The rest of them decided for about forty-five minutes to grill me, and it was pretty cute because I think they thought where they were, were you to the night me of the murder. <laughs> <park. laughs> Just, just trying to, just throwing out the most geeky, you know, questions they could, and of course, you know, I didn't even sweat because I mean, I've been reading comics for thirty-three years now. So I it's bet like, you I mean, can't even yeah. name
1: five Batman villains. <laughs>
0: uh, I don't, I don't even remember what they asked, but it was like, if it was supposed to be hard, it's, like kind it was <laughs> bad. But, uh, yeah, I kind of not, but the, yeah, I, I was answering the questions between doing my job and helping people, or whatever, and then they kind of conferred for like 5 minutes in like a huddle and then they came back and were like all right man we want you to to join the show and um you know that felt really cool that was the first time i had ever been on a podcast um i'd been a listener of podcasts you know for for years i was a care provider for a long time and the big thing that got me into listening to shows was uh, one of the guys I used to work with liked to go for these super long walks for like three or four hours some days. Mm-hmm. And I got tired of listening to my music pretty quick, and so I, I switched over to podcasts. And uh, there was a huge, mostly comic and video game related ones that, that I would listen to. But it was one of those I never thought that I could do it was very very similar to your situation where like even though I was like you know like Facebook friends or Twitter friends with like some of these like people sure. and I knew they were like you know I knew they were like regular people too right but um they they weren't people I knew right in real life and then like these people I knew like like Andrew I'd worked with you know and uh these guys asking me and then that made me realize oh I can do this like because you guys do it and you're you're just people like me you know yeah. and you put out a quality show and so I guess that means that I could do it too um, and I did it a handful of times, and I due to my schedule, you know I wasn't able to make it as a regular on the show, but um yeah I really enjoyed I really enjoyed it, and it was a trip because I had been a fan you know of their show already um, as soon as I found out, Andrew had a show, and so, yeah, and, you know, I definitely geeked out a little bit and was like, oh, that's cool. It was definitely like a huge honor to be asked um, that's awesome and then. Yeah, so I kind of I think I was on View from the Gutters five or six times ever. Like I wasn't on a ton, but it was always really cool whenever I was, and uh, I always enjoyed the hell out of it. Um, Kelly and Allison, who were co- are co- still are co- workers yeah. of mine uh, at the comic shop, um, they had started um, a Tumblr blog that they were kind of infrequently working on, and their Tumblr blog was uh, started by Kelly just as a way to force herself to read more and step out of her comfort zone which is like you know batman comics Uh um and so they had been working on that they had been toying with the idea of doing a podcast of their own and at first, they kind of came to me, and I didn't know them terribly well. I mean, like again, we were you know coworkers, but like you know, I liked them just fine, but didn't know them terribly well. They sure. they started asking me because I was like the expert, right? Because I I had been on View from the Gutters a handful of times, <laughs> um, just random podcasting questions, and, and so it was like purely an advisory kind of role thing. And so I was answering any questions that that they asked, and then I was actually really shocked when they they asked me to be a part of it with them. Uh, so i was like wow yeah that's you know it was a huge honor so that's I said, cool yeah of course definitely that sounds awesome and we did a similar thing where like you know we didn't quite know what the format was going to be at first um we knew we didn't want to be like you know a review show because no one cares what i think of a book right you know like so uh-huh. i'm not going to be like it's five stars because like I, what does that mean that's like such an abstract concept um so eric troutman um uh, my other boss, uh, Gab's husband, he, uh, he's a comic book writer. He's really awesome. Uh, but he suggested that we compare and contrast two similar books. And so yeah. that was the format for the first handful of months. Um, and that's how we discovered um, Revival and Rachel Rising. Uh, two similar yet different books that we both really loved. Uh, and uh, that was, yeah, episode one. And, we, yeah, it was only a handful of months we did that before we kind of went off. And at first, we were, like, so excited. We we did, I think it was episode two, we did Thor, and I think we read, like, nine or ten trade paperbacks in, like, a week. We, like, at first, we Damn. were, like, very ravenous. And, like, yeah, the Thor episode is insane. We covered so many books. And it was, like, you know, bullet points on each one. I mean, you, we didn't really do, like, a deep dive in anything. We realized pretty early on that we needed to I slow down. and kind like, of remember Maybe let's that. cover... One. let's cover one or two trade paperbacks worth of material in a week and then talk about it for 90 minutes and really delve into it. Yeah. Um, and that's, um, it, so it wasn't really until, um, Andrew joined the show because for the first four months or so, we recorded at the shop after hours and Gab graciously allowed us to, to record there for free. And it was really awesome. Uh, our buddy, Jamie Coe, who's a, you know, pro level musician. He would bring in this rack mounted, um, recording system, uh, we each had like a dynamic mic in front of us, and then we had room mics—these two condenser mics that were so sensitive that we had to turn off the AC and unplug the phone and do all this stuff because the, yep. the mics would pick up like any. I know the struggle, way. but the sound quality was like obscene. I mean, it was like overkill for any podcast ever. The show, the show always sounded amazing, but I think the first five or six episodes, like. They sound so good. I mean, it's like so ridiculous. It's like, it's a podcast. Oh, my God. But uh, (laughs) Jamie uh, graciously volunteered his time uh, for that. But it was one of those, you know, the shop's super busy. And, you know, whenever we'd have a sale or a special event, we couldn't record or or it would get delayed. It also meant we had to record like right after work. So I didn't get to like go home and eat dinner and actually see my my family and my kids some days um, before they went to bed. And so that was rough. Um, Andrew had a studio from doing View from the Gutters and from just doing his own thing. He graciously um, said that, you know, we could come on down and he would just Easy record us. Is. That's cool. And uh, and uh, so for maybe an episode, episode and a half, I think, he just recorded us. Um we offered right away like man if you want to be on the show just be on the show if you ever if you have something to say um and he didn't want to jump in at first which i get i think yeah. it was halfway through like rat queens he started jumping in and, and, and grabbing a mic and saying stuff and <laughs> it, there was a funny period where it was like oh you can be on the show if you want and he was like oh no no no, no i'm not on the show but he would still you know have a mic anyway and on well, even to this day he probably still says he doesn't get a pick he always said he never got a pick but uh uh, he officially became a member, member pretty pretty quick. And uh, the minute we started recording uh, at his studio, yeah, we actually started releasing things on time, which was a, a big part of why people kept listening because yeah. we started Consist- hitting consistent release dates. That's another thing is being is consistent. Key. A lot of shows pod fade. So yeah. I in the first, I the have first a question five episodes, for you. it took maybe a month. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Definitely.
1: Um, what was like the the light bulb moment for you for you when it it wasn't it, it wasn't just like yeah I can do 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 this but like hey yeah like I actually want to keep doing this I want to make content I want to make podcasts I want to like you know get all of this stuff out there did did you have a, a specific yeah. moment or you, you know did, did it kind of grow over time
0: I think it's definitely something that grew over time. I mean, certainly being asked to be on views was like, wow. Then we realized, you know, that I could do it. And then Kelly and Allison asking me to, to, mm-hmm. to join their, you know, brand new show. Again, that, it was a huge honor. But it was, I can't say there was one definitive okay. moment. I've always wanted to be creative. You know, that's why I love photography. It's why I love playing guitar. I mean, I've always had a part of me that it's. Wanted to do something more than just sit around and, you know, watch TV all day. (laughs) Mm. I mean, I have that side of me too, don't get me wrong. But, uh, uh, so I don't know. Uh, Podcasting, especially doing um, Out of the Fridge, really, you know, scratched an itch where it was like, well, I get to be creative, I get to create content. Um, it, It really felt like I found my niche because, you know, I'd been a lifelong comic reader, and, um, you know, I have this like knowledge base. And so I got to share that with people and that sure. was really exciting. At the same time, I'm consistently being turned on to new books and new experiences as well. And so, um, I'm also being forced out of my comfort zone and, you know, having to check out new things, which is awesome. Um, you know, I can get stuck in a rut just like anyone else. And, um, yeah, you know, like manga, for example, is my Achilles heel. I just don't know that much. <laughs> Um, but you know, on the show, one of the big rules was always you have to read it. um because that was the other thing we yeah. did early on was we used to vote on everything. Everything was a democratic process, and including you know topics. And I'll be honest, that just didn't work uh, pretty early on I've, i I kind of half joked that the show was a rotating dictatorship um because each person got their own pick you know it just so happened that we had four members and so well, you know the Andrew never got one for weeks and so that yeah uh, yeah Andrew somehow somehow always got a pick but I mean I guess those were delegated to him I guess but uh they, they were all books he liked I guess we're just really nice I guess about it oh <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, I bet he is probably. I can still hear it right. Now. I bet he is still saying it. that he doesn't get a pick. But <laughs> I think he finally admitted that he got like two picks ever or something, I've I've, um, I've
1: spent the good past time. like day and a half catching up on their Damn. recent stuff because uh, of all of, of all of the the e three stuff. There's so so many people putting out content. Oh, we saw this game. Here's what we thought. So I, I my stuff just yeah. stacked up. So it it, 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 it had been. a a few weeks since I listened to their sh- shows. I- I've spent the p- 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 past the day just b- b- binging it.
0: Yeah. Right on. Yeah, the thing the thing uh, that I think works for us um, was everyone gets a pi- What did it was, um, again, we've been voting on everything, attempting to agree on everything, and then Kelly got really down one day and said, you know, I I really want to do Sailor Moon, but I don't think anyone would vote for it. And so I just said, well, fuck it. That's your pick. Like, here's what we're going to do from now on. Each person gets a pick a month. There's no vetoes, (laughs) you know, you have to read the book. You don't have to like it. You don't have to like it, (laughs) but you have to read it. Um, And I thought that was cool. And so at that point, the only thing that we voted on was the theme of the month. So we vote on the theme, and then within that, everyone got a pick, and and no one no one gets no one gets to veto, no one gets to say I don't want to read it. You have to read it, Um, and it's cool because there's books that I end up really like um, Sunstone, for example. I wouldn't have picked up Sunstone otherwise, right. um, it just didn't look like it was going to be a book for me, and it ended up being one of my favorite comics, it's absolutely fantastic, um, but I remember when we got in at the shop, I flipped through it, and was like, ooh, I don't, I, just, yeah. I don't not <laughs> to sound like a prude, but I just don't think it's my <laughs> scene, but then I read it for, for the show, and was like, this is really amazing, and I know, like, Cadillacs and Dinosaurs, Xenozoic Tales, that was one that, like, I know Alice in particular was really into, that she wouldn't have picked up otherwise, and so... I like sure. that I got turned on to other stuff. I like that I turned my friends on to other things as well. That's cool. Um, but that's all because, you know, we had a rule where, like, yeah, again, <laughs> you have to read it. That's it. Yeah. Um, with
1: um, yeah, with me and Paul, since it, it was just us two, and I guess we still do it now on the review show, we always wanted options yeah. and and to be like, okay, here's, like, I have three options for you. I have comic book and two m- 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 movies or, or something and they can be themed or you know they can be you know not r- related but then to, to hear like yeah. the other p- person working out well, we just did a comic so i'm not gonna pick that one and of these movies we you know like i i've never seen you know this type of thing you know or you know uh, whatever it it may, may, may be so like we yeah like that that was our own way of like let's explore what else is out there without being like well here's what i'm going to read this week and here you know it 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 was like well it to to us it it was a good mix it was like here's the here's things that i want to read this this week or you know soon but you pick one that way you know it could be something we both want it could be i mean we've had things that we have both absolutely loved and we've had things that we've hated we've had things that like he liked and i did not or you know um so it, it ended up being a good 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 mix of stuff
0: yeah No, I I like the way you do it on the review show because yeah, it's like because you're nominating a short list, but then there's still some choice, you know, in the other person getting to choose between that short list, and um, there's there's a good push-pull dynamic there. I've got to say, I just thought of it on um, View from the Gutters, one of my all-time favorite episodes, uh, and I was not on this one. Mm -hmm. Was uh, oh man, there was um, the Earth X series, and I don't remember like the order that the books come out, but the third. The third volume in the Earth-X series. I remember they really liked the first one, and they thought the second one was okay, and then they positively hated the third one, (laughs) but they got to the point where they, like, and again, because they voted to, like, do the book, right? and they were just, like, the whole time, like, oh my god, all this book, and, like, they were just, like, in, like, actual physical agony. Um... And I don't think I've ever laughed more listening to one of their episodes. And uh, the whole time, like, I finally, the next time I saw Joe, I was like, you, you, you know, you you didn't have to do it. He's like, no, we did, man, we did. We had to complete it. But you didn't. Like, you didn't, though. Um, that's something that, like, I'll, I'll never cease to stop finding funny. Is that, like, they just tortured themselves for 90 minutes. Um yeah, well, more I guess, including all the reading time and put involved in it. But uh, one of the most one of their most beautiful episodes is, yeah, the third <laughs> installment of that series.
1: Damn, that's <laughs> yeah, hilarious. Oh man, um, yeah. So I like I, I can sit here and, t- and talk shop a- a- about podcasting and stuff for all day basically because uh, I'm a- always fascinated at people's process and just like the, the the way they want to talk about stuff um have have yeah. like how do you deal with something especially i, n- I know we're going to have the indie focus podcast coming up uh hopefully later this year yeah 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 um like how like especially with indie books how do you deal with like i i, I I guess Yo and I haven't really Talked too much about the show But how how like What are you thinking in terms of like What happens when an indie creator Like comes to you Pitches their book You re- write it Say you'll do it for the show And then it ends up like yeah. Being a book that you don't like You know like It's not all that good Like Is like Like how do you I, I guess my qu- question is like how do you deal with talking about something you don't like
0: that's um that's a harder one because i know i it's important to me to not be like inherently negative for the sake of being negative i feel like there's a lot of just toxic bullshit out there in geek land Mm -hmm. um so like I don't want to hate on something just to hate on something. At the same time, my word is very important. It's something that I I take very seriously, and I'm a big fan of uh, integrity, you know. And uh, I feel like I I have to be honest about my thoughts and views on things. Because again, it's just my opinion, and no one has to care. But if people are listening to my show, it's because they do care. Um, and so yeah, if I don't like something. I mean, I have to say it I mean, I think It also depends, like, is the thing Like, if if I don't like the book Because it's racist, sexist If there's, like, you know th- Themes in the book that I don't like We will have that conversation um, You know, I mean sure. I'm not trying to, like, pick fights with people But also, like, if they're gonna be on the show They gotta know, like, come on, man like <laughs> We're gonna go there if it's like, you know, the art just isn't my cup of tea or whatever, or, like, the writing's a bit sophomoric, I mean, like, I'm not going to, like, you know, insult that because there's, there's no point and I'm not going to be a dick. Yeah. So, so I guess it, it depends on, like, why I don't like the book. If I don't like the book for, like, its its themes or whatever, yeah, yeah, that's definitely, like, a conversation that, that we will have for sure. Um, yeah, because I, I don't think it's something we really shied away from on, on, out of the fridge, and it, I don't see any reason to start now, you know?
1: Yeah, <laughs> because yeah, I've, like, I've always been, I, I think being an artist and going through art school, like, we had to learn to critique things, and it's, like, y- you learn very quickly that it's not, it's not about just saying, like, oh, I like this, or oh, this is bad. Um, like, y- y- you have to explain why. Like, like, yeah, why certainly. is this speaking t- to you? Why does this work? Why does it not? You know, um, and that was always something that, that was very important to Paul and I when we started up uh, the Whatnots and which is now the r- the review show um, of, of of just like, hey, if we if we find something that we absolutely do not like, we we have to be able to still talk about blah, 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 about it and not just be like, this is bad, this is you know, this is terrible, blah blah blah. Uh, we have to be like hey this this is bad and it's not working because i did not you know get this or a B, and c xyz you know um
0: yeah well and i also think that the best the best shows have some conflict um sure yeah i know there's there was episodes of of fridge of where we all like to book equally and I think those are some of the most boring episodes, you know, because you're just kind of like, I loved it. I also loved it, you know? And it's like, I always want to hype the things I love for sure and, and not just tear things down. At the same time, course, I mean, like, any, ways, any, book, yeah. any book has problematic, every book has problematic elements, every film does, whatever. And again, it doesn't mean you have to, like, hate it or that the people that did it were bad people or whatever. Ever. It's more that, like, okay, if this book came out, in 1986 and like you know I still really love it okay well what was going on at the time and you can talk sure. about you know things like context to me are really important and really matter uh, and so I guess that's a part of any conversation what is Okay, instead of just being like, this thing happened and I find it to be offensive because I think it's sexist, instead of just saying something like that, if I found something in a work that I did find offensive, I guess I would say, okay, this character said this, here is the context of it in the work, here is the year that this book came out, the writer is this person. You know, try to and sure. you know, especially on like Indie Focus, I'm going to try to have the creators on as much as possible. So, yeah, ideally, I could just ask them directly. You know, what was your thought process during this? Um, but you know, without having that aid, you know, you, you kind of have to just put yourself in their shoes as much as you can. Um, and I think conversations like that are interesting, and to me, they are the, the most most interesting when you're kind of just dissecting a work, positive and negative, and yeah, I'm just trying to figure out why they assembled it the way they did and, and why things either work or, or don't and really get into the nuts and the bolts as a fan of the medium that's always what i find super fascinating i mean i like to say with uh, like terry moore for example he's one of my favorites and one of the things i love about him is he's the writer and the artist i know you guys just did um strangers uh in paradise yep. um fantastic absolutely fantastic series to me the I love the man. Uh, I don't think he can do any wrong. But I love that since he's the writer and the artist. To me, there's um, there's an, an economy there in the storytelling where if he can show you on the page with a, with a glance, with with body language, or, or just establishing something in the scene simply by drawing it, he will and it's a visual medium right so um to me i'd rather read his books than like i know i'm gonna do a lot of shit from this but like i love alan moore but like alan moore will do these gigantic you know exposition dumps and they're very beautiful and full of flowery prose and everything and and a lot of his stuff is really good and i love a lot of his writing at the same time there's these there's these giant giant you know text bubbles and i love to read books i don't necessarily love to read comics if that makes sense i like uh comics that actually have as little dialogue as possible and when the dialogue's there I want it to be very conversational um I, I love reading old school stuff and it's always funny when it's like I am Cyclops and I have laser beams and I will show you right now by using my <laughs> laser beams and it's were being they, drawn they, on the page at the same yeah. time he's like telling you and I get part of that was like whatever these books were made for kids and like they don't they didn't know if a kid was gonna read the next issue or the the one previous uh, but, uh, yeah, that's the kind of that i that's the kind of thing that I like to delve into when I'm talking about a comic though, is like how was the story told, and how is that effective or or ineffective and um, I don't know, I love all that stuff, and I find all that fascinating, and as a fan of comics, I think it's actually deepened my love of comics sure. um and like you i've know, I've gotten to talk to Terry Moore now, and he's you know just a regular old dude, just a, just a chill dude, I've seen him there, just chilling yeah. with his wife, Robin, who like runs like the business part of things and like mm-hmm. You know, super, super nice, friendly, just down to earth people. But like to me, it's like, pff, dude, legend though, legend man, goat, like <laughs> the man. You know, just just a regular dude. But you know, uh, big big fan of his work and appreciate it even more now. I've read it and reread it and reread it and dissected it. Like right. Rachel Rising, we did four times on Out of the Fridge because we did it on episode one, and then every year on Halloween, we would get caught up until the book ended. And every time I read it, I caught something new every time. Yeah, some some kind of foreshadowing some some brilliant little tease that I hadn't caught before and that's with me looking, you know And so yeah, he's one that you know, never ceases to impress and if it wasn't for podcasting and having to Think with a more critical eye um, You know, I I wouldn't
1: fully appreciate it. Yeah, that makes sense That makes sense. I mean, it's it's Difficult sometimes to talk about what you love too, though. Like, it, it goes both ways. where you Oh, can... I've been
0: afraid to talk, I've afraid to, I've been afraid to bring books that I've loved before. Yeah, because you're, you're just gonna sit there and be like, oh
1: my god, I love it, it's the greatest, oh my god, and...
0: Well, and also, you don't, like, it's, it's like, you don't want the, pe- I'm someone that, like, if you walk up to me and tell me that you think I'm an asshole, if you're some stranger, I'm going to be like, "Cool, I don't care. I don't know who you are." But if you're my friend and you say that, I'm going to like cry cuz it's like, I actually give a shit what you think, right? And so, you know, if if like we're talking about something as friends, right? Yeah. And and you're like, "Oh man, like Manx, I think Top Gun is the worst movie ever."
1: I'm just going to openly weep cuz well, it's a movie and I love it. So that, it's was, hard when you I was you're saving that for next for sure. episode, but uh <laughs> <laughs>
0: Except, you know, you can't say that because Top Gun is awesome, and everyone knows this. And I hate
1: hackers, too.
0: My wife is is in the background rolling her eyes at me right now. Hackers is also the shit. One of the highlights of my entire life was uh, we did, oh my god, what was that book? Motor Crush. Okay, Because yeah. they always, especially Andrew, used to love to make fun of me about uh, how much I love Hackers, because it's like <laughs> I'm just obsessed with that movie. And it, it's a ridiculous movie. But Babs Tarr listened to that episode. Yep. And she tweeted at us and she said, I'm totally going to watch Hackers now. I, I remember um, like, hey, when that what, happened. Andrew, fuck you. <laughs> Babs Tarr said Hackers was dope. I, rem- I remember when life. that happened. I win. I win. Victory. <laughs> Never been prouder in my entire life than that moment
1: that's funny <laughs>
0: <laughs> woo oh man no but it's hard though when you yeah when you're when you're into something though you know because there is uh, there's a vulnerability that you bring to the table when it's a work that's like very personal be relevant to you like something that's your favorite because to be to be honest and to be authentic you have to rip it apart you know you yeah. have to you have to go there so i think it's actually, those are the hardest conversations i've had like the rocketeer we did the rocketeer on fridge and they didn't like it uh, they didn't like it at all and all their points were valid you know it's sure. like it's it's a pretty sexist work i mean that's that's true uh it's you know not the most original um and it's like you know any of the points that they had it's like you know i couldn't refute them it's also like your opinion and i cannot tell you that your opinion is wrong um and you know a lot of it's like I get it still wasn't a you know comfortable conversation to have and it was still a book I really love and like it didn't take away from my love of it uh, right you know I still love it as much as I ever ever did but you know it was definitely a, a hard conversation to have cuz you have to you can't get defensive you know you have to just like allow the the, the conversation to happen yeah
1: <laughs> yeah that that was kind of one of the interesting things with i mean especially with me and paul and him not being as much of a comic guy um just being like okay like i like how does your brain work when you raid this thing and sit down and talk about it like what are the things that you latch on to that that's like i guess i'm that kind of person too where i kind of like figuring people out just like how, like, what makes you tick? You know, how do you think? Um, stuff like that. So it's it's always fascinating if they're if they're like, oh, I hate this or I don't love it. It's like, okay, why? Tell me why. What you know? What 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 oh, worked out? Absolutely. You, yeah. You know. Um, yeah.
0: Well, I and it, well as as a longtime listener, I mean, you know, like part of the fun was always trying to trying to guess. You know what your 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 co host would think of it. Because I know I'd often bring in a book and think, oh, well, Kelly's going to hate this one because it's like a slice of life thing or whatever. And, like, Andrew's probably going to love it because it has, like, robots or whatever it is. And, like, so it's always kind of fun to guess because sometimes you'd be completely wrong. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) yeah. No matter how well you know the person. That's true. Depending on the work.
1: Which is kind of why Paul and I wanted to do what ended up becoming the captain's log because we only had the whatnots at the time... Uh, and then we started yeah. doing like mini episodes for our Patreon supporters, um, and <laughs> it would like it was like mini episodes. And then we're like, well, what if we just make it like a second podcast, and it like it's only for the the Patreon people? Because what we would do is we would read the book or watch whatever we were watching that that one week, and we wouldn't talk to each. Other. Other, And then after a while, I was like, dude, like, I kind of just miss, like, hanging out with you and, like, talking with you, you know? Like, we don't always have to sit here and t- 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 talk about c- comics. Um, and so, like, why don't we just, like, make another show of just us, like, hanging out and, t- and t- t- talking, you know? Like, what we would do if we went out and ate, you know? Um, or, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, and I I actually think that's super... I think that's super important, and I know that's something as um, Out of the Fridge got more and more successful, it got harder to do those, like, small moments, because it was like we always had to, we often record two episodes at once just so that we never missed anything, Mm -hmm. and then, you know, we were doing all these cons and library appearances, but then, like, the, just the random, just, like, hangouts or whatever, or even just, like, the the pre-show banter got shorter and shorter. Cause I yeah. I used to think like why would anyone want to listen to that because like good friend Tony Asaro uh, would ask like oh what what happens before you record was that was that sound like what happens with all that stuff because we'd like we would mention in show things that we you know had talked about off off mic mm-hmm. and uh, uh, Tony in particular was really like hey 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 whoa 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 I want to hear about <laughs> Kelly's grandpa <laughs> right and so uh, that's what we started doing for our our Patreon supporters was like well. I guess if we're whatever mics are rolling anyway, just you could listen to the live stream if you wanted, and yeah, and uh, you know, because sometimes it was like five minutes, sometimes it was forty-five minutes of just like random complete bullshit before we would actually start uh, an episode. Um, so I thought it was interesting that people like actually wanted that, but. Uh, uh, I guess that's kind of how I view the captain's log. Now I was like, that's eh, really like just like the the conversation between friends, um, and I think that is valuable, and I think that is something that people want, and it's something that I enjoy, you know, yeah. being a part of. So now, even though it was like when it was when 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 we were first asked, I was like, that's so weird. But I'm like, no, I totally see the value in it. I think that's <laughs> really cool. Um, and one of the best compliments we ever got was people saying like, I feel like I'm a, I'm the fly on the wall during your conversation. You know, like I feel yeah. like I'm a part of it. And, um, like, that's awesome. That's huge. just like, you know, the highest praise I could ever get. Uh,
1: so I, I, I don't know when exactly you need to go. We've been t- talking for an hour already. Um, but...
0: I, uh, I can go for at least another 30 if we need to, or 30 to 45, and then I gotta start getting ready.
1: Okay, cool. Um, I, I have a question, cause I, I have a, f- a friend I gave some advice to recently about podcasting stuff. And when I... Try and give advice like I I don't – like I I try and do it like, hey, this is what I'm personally working on or trying to figure out and stuff like that. It's not like, well, you need to do it this way because especially with podcasting, like there is no wrong way to do do, do it. You can just do what you want and that's a show,
0: you know? Um, Every show is different. Every coast is different, absolutely.
1: Exactly. But where – like – because as as I was went from like first figuring out that I could, like l- from listening pod to to podcast c- c- to figuring out that hey I could do one to actually making one, I've also noticed that like my inspirations for the sh- like the show that I'm making have, have like has changed or like moved on, um, and so like I've I think recently noticed myself looking at more and more like. Uh, I, I guess like bigger name shows or more more f- professionally made shows um, and so like I'm yeah. trying to figure out the line between like just hanging out with my f- f- friends and, t- and talking and also actually being an entertainer like, like I, I know people are listening in you know so I, I do kind of have to entertain them So where do you draw the line with that, or where do you think the balance fits with that? Because, like, one thing, especially on the review show that I try and do is at the start, just, like, be very enthusiastic. Like, you have to have passion. You have to have energy, or or else it's just kind of like this monotone, like, well, thank you guys for joining us, Uh, you know. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, like, yeah. You know what's
0: really funny, uh, on, on a related note, man, is that uh, uh, randomly I'll read, like, you know, how to have a successful podcast, because I always find those articles funny. <laughs> and one of the number one pieces of advice yeah. is to speak in NPR voice. Uh, it's like, oh, yeah, you want to be, like, level all the time and just have, like, radio voice. And I'm like, oh, that is the opposite of what I do, man. I am, like, super animated, and, like, uh, uh, that's that's just me, though, you know? Yeah. And, like... Uh, yeah, Man, I'm not, I mean, I'll be honest, like, uh, you know, no, no disrespect to it, but, uh, oh my God, what was the, oh, fuck, what was the show that blew up really big a few years ago? It was like an Cereal? NPR show, but serial Serial, yeah, that show was boring as shit. I'm sorry, that, that show was so boring this, to me. Like, the, I tried it; it was. I almost fell asleep listening to it. it was first like so season monotone. was amazing. Second Today. was
1: terrible. Af- after that, show.
0: it was that NPR thing, man. It was like it was so NPR. It was so like. I mean, yeah, it's, and it's, and it's it's really, very much
1: levels. that that style.
0: Again, I know there's a lot of people that love it, I mean that show was a huge hit for a reason. But for me personally, nah, wasn't wasn't into it. <laughs> How um, dare you? <laughs> I. I never feel the need to perform. I feel like I'm always me, love it or hate it. There's definitely people in the fridge that thought I was a giant asshole or whatever, and that's fine. Um, I'm me all the time. Um, The only reason I'm entertaining is that I am passionate about what I'm passionate about. Like, I do, you know, I did a comic book show for a long time because I love comic books. I've just been a lifelong geek, and uh, with... uh, questionable commentary. I mean that one was Jess's idea, but me and Jess had already been hanging out cuz you know we were friends and we just uh, we'd already watch movies together and whatever. Anyway, just cuz you know we're friends and we'd end up just you know talking shit about each other. Just cuz well, we're friends and that's what our friendship is. Yeah. Is this very kind of adversarial like just ribbing each other all the time. Uh but then, then she also will jokingly say, "Oh yeah, on like your unpaid intern, even though she's you know a college graduate and I am not, so she's more educated than me." But she's my unpaid intern, right? Uh, it's like the ongoing joke forever. Um, it's gonna be funny when she gets like a PhD or something, and I'll still be calling her my unpaid. intern. we we we, we, we have that <laughs> but, uh, on, you on know, our, with our that, website. was that? It was like,
1: well, let's to un- un- underneath her picture. <laughs> it says the unpaid intern. <laughs>
0: If you, if you look on her Twitter profile, it says that. She's very proud that I like her. It's really funny. Um, it's, uh, but th- with with that show, I mean, that's also something I'm passionate about. Just because, like, with comics, it's not cocky to say that I'm an expert. Because I am. I mean, I've been reading comics my whole life. That doesn't mean that there's not more that I can learn. Because I'm always learning. But, sure. I mean, like, when I say something about a comic. If I state something like a fact about a comic, like, uh, I'm, I know what I talk about. And I've already researched it. Like, if it's opinion-based, I'll say, well, I think it's this, or whatever. But, like, if I say, oh, it's this thing, it's because I know it. But that's, like, the only area I can think of, like, in my entire life that I can, like, speak with that authority. Because, um, okay. again, I've been reading comics for about 30 years. I've worked in a comic store for almost seven. Like, I know my shit. Um, movies, I'm not an expert on anything at all. I, you know, I love movies like any average person does. But, like... With that show, the enthusiasm comes from like hanging out with my friend, and that's the vibe, and that's why we we call the show Questionable Commentary for a reason. Because if you're looking for, oh, and this establishing shot here really sets the mood, like what? that's not. Your I show. thought these like, guys were like, experts. I'm not a filmmaker. Exer- yeah, exactly. <laughs> like if you want to hear us just you know shit talk each other, then oh, you're in for a damn good time. Then at that point, um, so that's like yeah, with Indie Focus, um, all I'm trying to do is. Hone what I did on Out of the Fridge and just um, narrow the scope a little more. Um, you know, because I love Marvel and DC sure. and, um, a lot of their stuff. But as far as like why I podcast, um, I always wanted it to be shining a light on uh, creators that maybe you didn't know about. And sure. uh, like, like, I love Batman, I love Wonder Woman, all that stuff's cool. There's a lot of really good books out there. And you know, and I'll recommend them all day. At the same time, like, do I need to tell you to read Batman? I mean, I don't. You Not know, really. those books yeah. sell well enough. <laughs> uh, and again, you can always hit me up on Twitter or whatever if you want specific recommendations. But that I I started to find uh, doing fridge that the things that I was most excited about were the original graphic novels and the indie books yeah. that yeah. Uh, yeah weren't getting the big press, and those are the ones that. I noticed a lot of people would listen to those ones and um you had a pretty consistent you know listenership regardless but um it seemed like people were the most you know appreciative of those episodes because like hey you turned me on to this cool creator that I'd never heard of and then you know I went to like my local con two months later and they were there and I got to talk to them and like like, to me that's amazing this
2: book I read that book
0: I don't know, I, I just love that, yeah. you know, and I think that's so cool and so exciting, and uh, so I don't know, I, I guess that's just moving forward, you know, with, with Indie Focus, what I want to do is, like, what if I only did that, that's that's all that's I cool. did was, like, the cool self-published and, and whatever, and, and that way it's like, you know, I still know comics really well, even if I don't know, like, these particular creators well, like, I, I understand how comics, you know, function as, as a piece of sequential art, so... Um, yeah, it's really exciting. It's really exciting, and we've already recorded the first episode. Me and Belinda, it was just like an intro, just us kind of getting to intro ourselves and and just really make sure that we click, and we definitely do, uh, which you know wasn't surprising because we, we we seem to have got you know we seem to get along. But you know, the internet's a funny thing; you can feel like you know people pretty well even if you don't. But yeah, uh, recording the first one was really cool and really exciting, and it was effortless. And uh, Belinda's enthusiasm. God, it's probably even more than mine. She's when well, she's younger, she has more energy. She seems super cool. <laughs> I'm, cool. Like, I'm we'll, tired. We'll have to get
1: her on uh, a captain's log soon. Here. I, that's that's my I'd plan. Love,
0: I'd love to have Belinda on the main show. or on, on yeah the whatnots as well because yeah, Belinda's super awesome. Um, she if you if you don't know who Belinda Garcia is yet, she's doing my co-host on Indie Focus. Um, she's a writer for Geeks of Color. Uh, she's a college student. She's really awesome. She's a cosplayer, lifelong geek, huge Pixar fan. Yeah, she is. Uh, <laughs> quality,
1: quality human being. So I, I, I'll, well, I'll get to talk with her a, a, about this at some point. But I know she's also a big fan of The G- Great Gatsby. I, I think she has a oh collection God, of those so books. Many copies of that book. I I have so I have copies. a really weird story about the g g g g g g gats that I cannot wait to tell tell her when we are on nice. on a nice. podcast g- g- together. other. Uh, cuz yeah, it was it, it's a it's a strange story. Um but, but yeah. That is I'd my like plan. I'd like to go back if we Get can. I know whatnots. you
0: started talking about um you know, like looking at the bigger shows. I know with, with Out of the Fridge, we got to the point where, as far as, like, you know, popularity downloads, reach, social media-wise, uh-huh. I felt like we had probably about capped out with where we could go, you know, without being a part of a, a larger network. Um, and I, you know, I had reached out to a few networks, um, you know, and always got, you know, rejected because we were too... Um, we were too feminist-focused, which was weird, or because we cursed and, you know, we didn't want to edit ourselves. Fuck that. Um, so for one reason or another, yeah, it seems like weird reasons to get rejected, but for one reason or another, we just, you know, no one wanted us, and so we just kind of kept doing our own thing. Um, but I know I did get to the point where I thought, well, gosh, do... Would we have to join like the Nerdist or, or Max, you know, Fun or something to like get to that next level? Yeah, and it felt like you yeah, didn't probably, join the I Nerdist also, like, right now. <laughs> well, no, I know, and in hindsight, yeah, yeah I'm <laughs> glad that that didn't happen. But, but so I know, I know, we got there to that point where I thought, well. I felt like we'd kind of plateaued, and I didn't really know how to move forward, because, I mean, you know, you can't really control that stuff. I mean, like, I can make the show as good as I can make it, but I can't make people listen, and I'm a pretty good hype man, but, you know, again, I can all I can do is throw the word out there. And, uh, yeah, for that one on how to, like, grow past a certain point, I don't really have an answer, but I know I definitely never felt the need to try to copy any of their shows in fact i felt like that was like the last thing that i should do sure felt like the people that like like my show like it because it's it is authentic and to me authenticity goes a long long way um i feel like you know like every, tons of shows are comic book shows and so like uh, we knew going in we weren't going to reinvent the will right and we did a book club style format you know so even though we weren't reviewing shows we were having an in-depth discussion we weren't the only ones like view from the gutters had a very similar format to ours yep and in their show was fantastic and i loved their show and uh i never felt like we were like aping their show or whatever because again it's not like they invented the book club style format either in fact they used to jokingly refer to their show as like oprah's comic book book club or something ridiculous (laughs) like that they were always hoping for a cease and desist letter that never came. <laughs> Oprah's apparently got bigger fish to fry. But, uh, yeah, it was one of those, like, well, as long as I knew that I was being true to myself and that, you know, my friends were, were being, you know, honest. And as long as we were having fun yeah. together doing it, that was like the that was the important thing because um, that was like yeah, anytime uh, a friend uh, would come to me that was you know also a podcaster and ask like how do I expand my reach you know my answer was like I mean I don't really know past like just being yourself yeah. I mean like I can give you tips as far as like you know how you want to tag things when you're you know sharing episodes or whatever but yeah as far as like the show itself it's like dude just make it the best that you can and and think like why am I doing it not someone else yeah um and that's it, make it, man. make it for it's for them, yeah. for you
1: be one hundred percent you, because yeah. um, like I because one of the things that I like I've been looking at now is like like you mentioned the M P R style stuff is very monotone it's very kind of yeah. one note and it, you know it like that has a time and and place, um, but like I I'm like more recently uh. So someone who's kind of inspiring me is greg miller from kind of honey and he is over the top sometimes on just like how passionate he is or how energetic and like like you said like i don't want to be him i don't want to copy him because then my show is not authentic it's not me right so then the question kind of becomes like okay well what is my version of that like like how like how do i make that mine like w- what do i look like in yeah like I, I guess my own version of that and how do i bring that level of passion to my stuff you know um it's so it's it's hard you know because then there's days where i'm like okay maybe that was a little too much not like me and too much like him and stuff like that or t- t- too much like this show or I don't know.
0: Yeah, and it's it's hard too, man, because I know, again, I, I always inject myself into my shows and in doing so, I leave myself pretty vulnerable, you know, and open to attack at times and I have been, you know, attacked because of it and uh, I, it's one of those things that's never made me want to change it because that's just who I am and that's the show that I, I want to make. Um and I feel I'm one of those people I guess that I guess I'm confident enough in myself that like look if you don't like me while I'm being legitimate then like I'm okay with it then, I'd rather yeah, you yeah then we know it's not gonna like work me, they, the genuine me than uh, then you love the fake me it, and that's just that's just me I guess <laughs> yeah. Um but yeah to me it's like I love you know I listen you know when I listen to the whatnots you know just like the little anecdotal little bits you know um like you mentioned like work and things like that it's like yeah uh, anytime I get to feel that I know you better those are the things that endear me to you and those are the kind of things that kept me as a listener you know going exactly you know, like the Whatnots is one of like I think three or four shows that I've consistently stayed listening to because of it because I felt like I had a I had a connection that I wasn't getting from other shows um because often you guys would cover things that I, I didn't know what they were, like anime or whatever. It's like, I'm probably never going to watch it, but I really like yeah. you, and I really like Paul, and I really like your take on it. Even if it was like, I, I don't know what it is. It's like, I would still enjoyed the show anyway and found it just entertaining and, and endearing. i um, so, yeah, I, I've just always strived to do that. And I've heard that from people as well, where it's like, yeah, I don't even know what that book is, but, you know, you guys are really funny talking about it or whatever, and it's like, well, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's awesome, man, because that's the highest form of praise, is if someone's like, man, I don't even know what that book is, I might never read it, but you know what, man? It was fun to just it. like, cool. be there and listen in, fun. yeah. Yeah, yeah. To me, it should definitely feel like, yeah, it's just it's just friends, man. That's just, I guess, what I'm, I guess that's the just general vibe that I'm going, going for, It's yeah. like, just a friendly conversation, as simple as that sounds.
1: Yeah, it makes sense. Makes sense 100%. Oh, thank you. Uh Well, I say we wrap things up there, uh, and then cool. you and I, I know we're tr- trying to figure out a time that we can make this a consistent recording time, uh, but... Uh, we talked about Fridays, but well, I guess we'll figure Fridays out. Fridays normally sure. works for me. Cool. Yeah, we'll. Um,
0: yeah, Friday. Friday. Like last week was birthday week for my entire family, so that's why last week didn't work. But yeah, Fridays and moving forward should work for me.
1: Cool. Um, we will keep people posted on Twitter. If you are not following us on Twitter, you absolutely should be. Uh, you can find updates for all of our shows uh, at the Whatnots. on on twitter uh you can find me personally at hush 315 uh and eric where can they find you
0: i am at the bobby krogan on everything i predominantly post on twitter and um instagram these days um also uh eric Mannix photography on instagram as well
1: okay sounds good Sounds good. Uh, well, thank you, good guys. <laughs> my
0: kids have uh, locked themselves in the laundry hamper, so <laughs> I'm being distracted by my children making a fake jail. Uh,
1: <laughs> guys, it's I, yes, I, too, <laughs> too close I to real life right now,
0: good guys. Uh. <laughs> I know, no doubt, no doubt. I'm like, woo. Uh,
1: yeah, well, cool, guys. Uh, if you guys were joining us in the live stream, uh, thank you guys for joining us and watching. Uh, if you guys missed yeah, the live you, Sam, stream. thank you, for the question, definitely. Yes. Uh, this will be up as a podcast and on YouTube the following week, uh, and you can get more updates about us at thewhatnots.com. Uh, yeah, go like, share, subscribe, do all the stuff you have to do. If you like the show, uh, please go to patreon.com slash whatnots, and you can jo- 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 you can join for as little as a dollar a month, and you can get all of our episodes, uh, early, uh, and hopefully we'll have some, some more Cool stuff coming down the road. We need to get like stickers and stuff like that. I I, I have oh definitely man. I have stickers, uh, but we should kind of figure out our tiers and actually make them like okay. Here's what we're gonna do for you know this level and stuff like that. But uh yeah, cool. Oh definitely. Yeah, I'll... Whatnots.com yeah. for all the whatnots needs you might have. uh That being said, my name is Kyle Springer. And your name, good sir. Uh,
0: I have legally changed my name. I am Bob Hoskins now because Bob Hoskins, the actor, has passed away. And it's too good of a name to not use. So uh,
1: from this day forward, Bob Hoskins. There, There you go. And this has been the Captain's Log. Thank you guys for listening in. We will see you next week.